well, 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 it's another episode of Machine Room Podcast. Let me click on this to make sure that intro doesn't do that next time. Uh, yes, uh, it's me, Nastradamus, and with me is Hammer Venus, everybody. Congratulations. I'm here. You're here. It's, yep, we're here. We're both here. I almost didn't make it, but I was, I went to my job. I was like, screw you and your problems. I'm leaving. (laughs) We don't care about what your problems are. Exactly. It didn't exactly go that way. But it didn't good. Matter. You just That's drove off sure. in your El Camino and screamed and didn't look back. Yes. <laughs> Alright, this thing is probably like out of sync. Alright, that should be better, I guess. We would hope so. I think I'm heard, right? I heard myself. Um, yeah. Um, you also need to check your, your mic levels because that was another complaint that we got is that you're too low. Oh, yeah. And the previous, I know that the previous ones I was. The latest one, I was a little bit higher. Okay, good. So I just don't see the bar going on right here. This is uncut, uncensored, unedited. Raw. Yes, raw. So any uh, difficulty that we're going through, you're going to experience it with us, damn it. As long as I'm being heard, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, I'm being heard, so it's all good. Anyways, El Camino, that's right. I was um I was El Camino to my home, which yes. leads us to what this episode <laughs> is gonna be about. We're getting we're jumping straight in. Trust me, I got stuff to talk about like I had an incident happen to me earlier this uh, earlier this week or over the weekend. But let's not talk about that. El Camino. Um, Hammer Venus is a big Breaking Bad fan, correct? Um, I mean, it's. I'm not going to say it's like, you know, some of people that are like, oh, it's the best show ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one of those. I'm a Dexter fan. But I've seen everything. I've been... I've seen all of, you know, Better Call Saul. I've been on Better Call Saul. So I'm a big... I'm a fan. I'm mm-hmm. not like an uber fan but yeah i like it my girlfriend rocio is a big fan i want to say like okay i want to say like hardcore like she she's not walking around with like heisenberg t-shirts or any posters or anything like that i mean the only thing yeah. i think i got she has poster wise is something that i actually got for her it was this drawing of a kind of like a a cool little shot of the pizza on the garage. On the roof, yeah. Yeah, on the garage roof. And then you see uh, Walter Wright down there just pissed off like, ah, you know, like. <laughs> it was a cool drawing. It was funny, and I gave it to her, and, and she loved it. But other than that, I think nothing crazy. I just say that because she watched the series maybe three times from what I remember, she told me. I've seen it about five. Well, you see, then you guys are big fans. Don't say you're not a big fan if you have <laughs> Like, I haven't seen anything that many times in my life. Maybe, I wouldn't even count Power Rangers in the list, because I remember one. Oh, my God. I remember Power Rangers, when it was on Netflix, I did a whole, mm-hmm. like, I watched everything from the beginning, but never I never went back and, like, okay, I'm going to watch Mighty Morphin all over again. So, through her, 
I got caught on to Breaking Bad because I was like, oh, I pushed that off for years because of the way you said it. People were praising it as the greatest show ever, you know, ever, ever, ever. And I'm just like, I whatever. It's cool. I guess I'm not really interested right now. The show ran its course. It finished. And then she was really like. Oh, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. You got to check it out. And, I, you know, me to get even closer to her, of course, I was going to check it out. <laughs> but then I ended up so, I liked it. I liked it. You you watched it just to try to get some tail. As I mean, if there's ever a good reason to, that's the perfect reason. But I ended up oh really, my God. I ended up really enjoying it. I have some I have some like issues at a point, but I get why it was such a big deal. Yeah, when it was released, it's it's definitely a really good story. Um, uh, there's a lot of great characters, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of good drama. The show was so good that they even made a freaking Spanish version. Version, sorry. Um, a Spanish adaptation that they just condense everything to one season, which I think is freaking fantastic. I wish I could see that kind of version instead. That's Why my... is that on, like, you know how there's, like, the Dragon Ball Z Kai, which yeah. is, like, a very, very short version. It's, like, the abridged version of Dragon yes. Ball Z. It's sad that they should do the same thing with, with Breaking Bad. Yes. If you cut out all the filler and all the stupid shit, yeah, you could probably do one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the, Spanish, the Spanish version is called Metatas- Metatasis. I don't know what it means. But... It's called Metatasis. My mom watched it, and she was all like, this shit is crazy. And I'm like, you have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> like, you're getting the condensed cut of it that is pretty much real good. That when I remember when I watched Breaking Bad, it, it was really, 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 really good when it was all about Gus, you know? The whole Pollo Loco mm-hmm. and Gus thing. But then after that was done, to me, it just felt like it dragged. And I just wanted it to come to a conclusion already. Yeah, and I mean, if you watched it live, there was also how they split the season five into two seasons. So you only got half of season five, and then you had to wait a fucking year until you saw the the other half, the the conclusion. So it was really kind of nine, like mind nerving how they did that. You were just like, just just fucking end it already. Did they really? Yeah, they did. So that was really annoying. They pulled some Netflix shit on us? They so did. <laughs> what do you think Netflix got it from? I'd be pissed off if that happened. Yeah, I was mad. They are like, no, you don't deserve to see all these episodes. We're going to wait a year, and then you can see the rest of them. I get pissed off for that with just Netflix itself. Yep. So imagine, like, TV-wise. I understand... They do that mid-season break. Yeah. But you're saying like a whole nother year? Or just like yeah. you have to wait a couple months later? No, you have to wait the whole till next season, till next summer. So yeah. it was like a season six, but it wasn't season six. It was like 5.2 or some shit. Yeah. That was really dumb. That sucks. I'm glad I didn't go through that. <laughs> Yeah, so you missed out like on all that kind of live action drama that they that they added by doing stupid shit like that. If you waited until after the the finale, then you got to watch everything all at once. Mm. 
I sure binged and had a had a good time. But like I said, there was that point when it was just like, okay, let's uh, let's get this over with. Because you start like really getting annoyed, especially by like the wife and shit like that. Right. Oh my god, I did a an article for um, Funny or Die. Yeah, and it was um, my top five hated characters that you hated the character so much that it made you hate the actor. <laughs> and I think she was my number one. Was the Skyler from Breaking Bad? I mean, what else has she done? She was in that uh, the movie about the pilot that landed in the Hudson. What's his name? The one with Tom Hanks. Yeah, the one with Tom Hanks. She was in that. Other, otherwise, I don't know because everyone fucking hates her. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen that movie. I don't think I've seen any movie that focuses on like a plane. That's a good movie. I mean. I want to say I haven't seen any movie that focuses on the plane because let's face it, like Airplane, Airplane Two, those are great. Oh, Airplane is, is the god of fuck. Oh, uh, there's Die Hard. 2. Sully, thank you, Phantom Knight. Yeah, it's there called Sully. There you go. Yeah, yeah. She Sully. was on Seinfeld. Oh yeah, she was on Seinfeld back in the day, but that was before everybody hated her. Can I say that I've never been a Seinfeld fan? <sighs> That's harsh. I'm sorry. That's funny because, like, aren't you the one that everyone always says that you like everything? It's true, right? <laughs> but that's a whole nother podcast itself. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, don't don't bring up Nas because he'll just say that he likes it. You know what? Next time someone says that, I'm just going to be like, no, I, I hate it with a passion. I hate everything. I hate everything. I'm a nihilist. I, I, don't, I don't believe in the Seinfeld. <laughs> I, I hate Seinfeld. Wait, but isn't it? Wouldn't it be cool if I said I hate Seinfeld? Then I I, hit... it comes off kind of hipsterish. Yeah, then that's that's hip. That's cool, right? No, hipsters are not cool. Well, then what the fuck is cool? Because being yourself. Oh, but then hipsters will argue that they're being themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's see? hard. It's hard to track down and kill hipsters because you're like. Are you? Are you not? But they they look and act and dress like hipsters, so they're usually easy to spot. That's true. Over here, they are easy to spot as shit. But back to Breaking Bad. Yeah, heavy spoilers are coming, people. So if you haven't seen the El Camino Breaking Bad movie on Netflix yet, pause this. Come back later after you watch it. Otherwise, we're totally going to spoil the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, when there was a movie, I didn't exactly know what they were going to do. I thought they were just going to milk it. I thought it was like, all right, then you guys are just coming up with something to do whatever. Especially if you're going to have, like, Walter White in it, which is impossible. But it's yeah, possible. When, I heard, when I heard that, I was like, why? Right. Now, after watching the movie... I have to say, even though I guess the series had a had a complete ending, it didn't really feel like it had a complete ending. You know what I'm saying? There were some open holes. There were some open storylines. And the main one, of course, was everybody wanted to know what happened to Jesse. Yeah. 
And, like, did he leave and just immediately get caught by the cops? Or did he fucking escape and go get that kid Brock? Which is mm-hmm. what a lot of people hoped. Um, so there was there was some questions there. Because if I had... Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. There was just... There wasn't enough things that were lingering that could have been used to been, you know, like, wrapped up. Mm-hmm. So when they said that they were going to make a movie, I was like, okay, that makes sense. It doesn't sound like something like, you know, when they have like an old TV show, you know, like Seinfeld or or Married to Children where they try to do like renewal or bring it back or something. Like, why? It's over. Just let it die. Breaking Bad was one of those ones that was like, okay, I could see enough material to at least have a movie and then nothing else after that. It's true. And break. I mean, they've been people have been demanding it since forever. Oh, excuse me. They've been demanding it since forever, and they always been saying like, "Yes, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen." I guess they had this plan since ages. Yeah. I think it's a fitting and needed movie because yes, we did want to know about Jesse Pinkman. And my take on Breaking Bad is that if there's ever a character that was very important and that you that I felt was kind of like key to the story, it was Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. I understand that the, the, the show is all about Walter White mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, dealing with cancer and then trying to find a way to go through it and then just getting, just falling deep into this hole of, 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 of the drug world and shit like that, you know? And, and crime. Yeah, and crime yeah. and being like, just like, loving the power and then being selfish for it and then playing people. But that's the thing that he was playing people and especially Jesse Pinkman, who was just a kid who was doing some bad things, but then he dragged them along and did even worse things. And then this kid, all he wanted to do was get the fuck out of it. You know? Yeah. He definitely he... just wanted to get out of it. And, 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 and he was more pure than Walter was. And you felt bad for this kid, especially towards the end, especially when you watch this movie, you feel really bad for him. Yeah, and he was definitely like the true victim of everything. And especially in that last season where, which is, you know, the precursor for El Camino. And you see that because he was going to rap to the DEA and, and, and all that stuff, that that little the group of Nazi guys kidnapped him and then made him cook meth for, um, we don't really know how long, a year. Mm-hmm. They made it sound like. They beat him. They abused him. They kept him in a in a cage. So I mean, he really got the shit under the stick while Walter White got filthier fucking rich. Yeah, definitely. I <laughs> the one thing I did catch upon. Okay, so we we're pointing this out that El Camino takes place after the final season, right, of Breaking Bad, and it's the story of Jesse Pinkman. I mean, he. He escaped his captivity after um, Walter Freedom in El Camino. The choir. Yeah, that's where the title comes in. And we see what happened to his character. We all know that Walter White, spoiler alert, dies at the end because of uh, cancer. He wanted to do... He wanted to do... Like He didn't die from the cancer. He died from the gunshot. Did he? Yeah. Was, he was already going to die from cancer, wasn't he? I mean, that was coming. He The cancer came back, and because he was such a wanted person, he wasn't going to be, like, at a cancer facility getting treatment. I mean, he was taking chemo 
by himself or the uh, the disappear guy would do his chemo for him. But, I mean, it's not really implied, like, how long he had to live. I mean, they just said that his cancer had come back and he was in, in treatment. But what got him at the end was obviously the gunshot wound from his own gun that he made to fight back at the Nazis. Well, there you go. You see, you saw it multiple signs. I saw it once. <laughs> so, I don't remember anything. So clearly I'm not the one who's supposed to be telling this whole like fucking Breaking Bad story. I'm just remembering off of like first viewing. But he's dead. He's and dead. Jesse's not. And it just left us open to what happened to Jesse. But now we see what happened to Jesse. Which kind of wraps up all connections and everything. You know what was cool about living in New Mexico when all this happened is that um, in the Albuquerque newspaper, there was even uh, an obituary for Walter White that I, I still have. It's like has a picture and everything of him. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. I have some storage right now. <laughs> kind of like how they made that newspaper for Back to the Future too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and rest in peace, Robert Forrester. He was great. Dude, we watched it the day that he died. So oh, my God. We were watching El Camino. I'm like, hey, hey, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this guy. It's the guy who, who makes you disappear. Then we had to stop because we had to go and set up. It was that Friday, I remember. Because the following day, we went to we were going to a small convention once again to sell her brother's artwork but this time he was actually going to join us so, that's cool yeah so it was more exciting because it's like okay the artist is actually going to be here with us so he can actually interact with the people and blah blah blah, blah. Which right went very well actually having him there having having him there was better than not having him there of course right so we watched the Camino and then we paused because I was like, look, we should really work on this stuff, get it ready. Let's not wait until the morning or doing it over there. Let's get it now. So while we're setting up the um, how our our area is going to be and, and, and getting the whole display going down and everything, um, I go through the phone and I look and I see it. And it says Robert Forster, Forster dies. And I'm just like, yo, we were just watching this. I just saw him and I brought it to her attention. It's like, dude, we just watched like literally this probably is his last work. I'm not sure if it's not or not, if it is or not, but it was just trippy because I was like, I just watched this guy and now he's dead. I watched it, um, I think the day after. So it was really weird to see him, you know, so close to the end like that. Yeah. I, I do think it was the last thing he did. Let me look. Um, just to make sure so we don't sound stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we were, I think we, we passed that point already. Um, actually there's one thing on IMDb that he was, he did after El Camino or around the same time. It's called Amazing Stories. It's a TV series and it's still being filmed. Uh, well, so I, I wonder if he got to finish his, um, his stuff, his scenes. That guy was great. Yeah, he was awesome. But again, for those of you that have just come in, we are talking about the El Camino Breaking Bad movie, so there will be spoilers. So 
if you want to wait and come back um, listen to this later either on YouTube or Spotify or Google or Apple I suggest doing that now because we're about to jump in and really tear it apart that's right so so you're the Breaking Bad expert <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm more of a Sons of Anarchy expert in Dexter so but I, I have a minor in Breaking Bad <laughs> So, um, if you want to talk Sons of Anarchy, I'll fuck you up. Oh shit, I'm sure you will. And that you you could take over like crazy because I haven't even dabbled. In that. <laughs> That's my shit. I don't know nothing about that. But if you want to talk like the Flash, then we, I got you covered there. There we go. I probably still forget stuff because you know I watch it and then that's it. I'm not gonna go back and watch rewatch shit. If it's good, I will. That's what makes a good show is if you can go back and rewatch it. That's true. Maybe like way, way down the road, then I can do it. Um, but I mean, so we were talking about the Walter White dies, of course. So mm-hmm. let's just jump off from there because the movie really ties in from right at that scene. So there's a scene where you see Jesse get in El Camino driveway and he's screaming because he's so happy. He's he finally got away. He's free. And that's where the movie picks up. So he's driving down the road from the Nazi little camp or whatever, and the cops are coming at him in the same direction. So he pulls off and into, like, somebody's yard, like, into their driveway and turns the lights off and ducks down. So he's able to evade the police there, and then he gets away. So basically from there, it's him trying to get the fuck out of town. Um, He's wanted. He's all over the news. Um, he leaves there and goes to Badger and Skinny Pete's house, and they, you know, hide the car. They give him a change of clothes, you, you know, and you really get to see how fucked up he is. It's the first time since everything happens to him that he's had just a minute, and you can really tell that he has PTSD from everything that happened to him. I just, I just want to uh, state that. If there was anyone that should have had a spinoff of Breaking Bad, it should have been Badger and Skinny Pete. Badger and Skinny Pete, they need their own TV series. I'm just saying, like, I don't know why you guys, I don't know why they wasted time with Better Call Saul. It should have been those two guys. I would have watched it. They're fucking hilarious. They they were the stars to me. Every time they came on, every time there was an episode (laughs) about them, they were the guys. But continue. Um... You know that I don't know if you remember the episode, but there's there's the episode of Breaking Bad of when um, Badger and Skinny Peter at Jesse's house and they're telling the story about Badger's Star Trek script where they're eating the blueberry pie contest. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. made an animated version of that and it, it's on YouTube and it's fucking hilarious because it's all acted out as he's telling it. Yeah. If they would have done like a like a Badger and Skinny Pete cartoon series like that, it would have been gold. <laughs> just, <laughs> just milk these two guys, man. They're the best. Hilarious. It's like the new Jay Salabop. <laughs> totally. Like, and and they're better because you know Jay got some kind of dentures or something, and now it's like all bottom tooth. He looks weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those guys. It's not the same. It's, it is kind of weird. That watching that watching the new reboot movie is gonna be kind of weird. I think I'll pass. 
I think I'm I'm finally past that age of uh, um, Kevin Smith dick and fart jokes. I think I can move on. But anyway, I never grow up. Continue. <laughs> so, um, Badger and Skinny Pete really help out Jesse. They give him money. Um, they know that he's wanted. They they've been watching the whole thing on the news the whole time, and so they're letting him know what's going on. And uh, they kind of come up with a plan to get him out of town. So Skinny Pete gives him the keys to Badger's car, right? Yeah. So Jesse takes Badger's car. Badger takes Skinny Pete's car and drives it to the border to make it look like Jesse fled to Mexico. And then they but... get, Jesse gives the keys to the El Camino to Skinny Pete because initially he didn't do anything wrong. But what started that was he was going to have the guy from the, the dump where they had the RV destroyed. He comes over and he comes to the tow truck and he's going to hide and, you know, probably destroy the El Camino. And then the load jack goes off. So he's doing like a sweep for wires on the El Camino and then the fucking thing goes off that it's being detected. So that's what really got them to get Jesse out of town in a different car because the low jack went off and then the the guy from the, the city dump didn't want anything to do with the car. So Skinny Pete took it. I was like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I'll just say that you came here, you took my car, and then you left. The... Um... I think Danny Adi is saying Old Joe. What's his name? <laughs> Old Joe. Yeah, I think that's right. And it was cool because he was like, oh, what do I owe you? And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. This is a freebie. And then the low jack goes off and he's like, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're on your own, dudes. He got the fuck out of there because he's like, cops are coming. And by the time Jesse left in Badger's car, there was like SWAT team and just like, rows of rows of, of fucking cop cars so, so i really just you got to give it up to to badger and skinny pete to take a bullet like that yeah just just think gta 5 all stars level you know all stars <laughs> like that's what that's what happened they fucking rolled in hard <laughs> six stars <laughs> it was like gta 4 when you go to like a part of New York that you're not supposed to be at yet and you mm -hmm. haven't unlocked it and it's just all fucking stars and they just they're flat it was fucking crazy I wanted to point out that he told dude to take it to the border and then hitchhike your ass way back yeah hitch your ass back <laughs> and he was what he said it was like a three hour drive yeah get the fuck out of here man I, I'm guessing it's that, are... that time period so there wasn't no uber or shit <laughs> Not at the border. Have you ever been there? I don't know. Have you? It's, Do you know if there's yeah, a Yeah, I've been I live two hours from the fucking Mexican border. It's just all desert. So there's Unless no you go to fucking if you go to uh, El Paso, you could probably take an Uber from there. <laughs> Imagine you cross the border and you just get an Uber. <laughs> Alright. I found that funny. Hitchhike your ass back. Yeah, that is mad love. Those guys are like, yo, you're my hero. That's what he told them. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, those guys are great. And 
I, I love the part where they're giving them money to get out of town. They're giving them like hundreds. They're not giving them like 20 bucks. They were giving them like hundreds. And he, he goes, Skinny Pink goes to Badger. He's like, kick in, bitch. <laughs> I think that was my my favorite part of the whole thing. Um, Let's see. What are you looking up? Um, I'm like multitasking. Oh. So. From that. Jesse goes over to Homeboy's crib, doesn't he? There's a lot of flashbacks in between this and between the story because that's when we get to see what Jesse Pinkman actually went through during his captivity. Mm-hmm. And um, there's other flashbacks too. I mean, there's a lot like there's one that they show where you know how like near the end of Breaking Bad, like, Jesse just knew that Walt had killed Mike. And then we see in a flashback, it was because he was just there before Walter White got there. So if Mike wasn't in contact with him after that, he was like, he probably killed him because he was on the way. So there was a lot of flashbacks like that. There was one of him and Walter after um, the episode of when they get stuck out in the middle of nowhere and the RV won't start and they have Mm -hmm. to do that whole battery thing to, to get it to start up. There's a whole scene of them after that. So there's just a, a lot of little flashbacks like that. Mm-hmm. For you real hardcore Breaking Bad fans. Yes. Like Hammer Venus here. We caught all those. For me, it was just like, oh, look, I remember that time period. <laughs> or it fit in. No, I remember, remember the day, the episode. I remember all that shit. Jeez. That's dope. That this I've only seen once. I'm trying to remember where did he go from from there. I think that's when he went over to the dude's place to find money. Ah. No, yes. He went over to the that guy who was holding him a cactus that was just crazy that I found funny because, you know, it's been years since the show in this movie. And some people just, you know, changed since then. So that's true. It's it's been over ten years since Breaking Bad ended, so you really get to see how people aged. And it's supposed to be like a right after Breaking Bad. Yeah. And they're a decade old. And you can tell, like, there's a flashback with Jane and her voice is deep as shit. I was like, she's like a grown woman now. Todd, that's the character. Todd, the guy who's, you know, like watching him and just. Oh, he was fat as hell. He was. I was like, (laughs) yo. (laughs) So then I thought that the shots were purposely from far or blocking him or whatever. Like they were just he was all neck. He was. And I was like, what? They're trying to hide. And then (laughs) Rosie was like, yeah, trying to hide that double chin. (laughs) He was he was on that that show for. um. What was the first Coen Brothers movie? It's like up north. It's a TV show now. Oh, um, anyway, I'll think oh, of it Fargo? later. Fargo. So he's on the Fargo show, and I've seen him on there, and he was fat as hell. And I said, when they said they were going to bring him back for El Camino, I was like, well, he's going to have to lose some weight mm, to no, be he didn't. where he was in Breaking Bad. And it, no, he skipped leg day. He skipped <laughs> all day. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you can't, you, you could tell the, 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 the time difference right there. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so he went from there to that dude's house. I, I believe so. It's, it's weird because you have to like they'll share something happen and then they'll go to a flashback. So you really, it's hard. To, it's like a Tarantino movie. It's all over the place. Yeah. So. So yeah, he, he they do this whole flashback scene of one day when he was in captivity with that um, Todd kid. Um, Todd basically had a weekend with them with the other Nazi guys were like out of town. So he was like, it's just us. And uh, we can, you know, I just need your help with something. And he lets him out of the cage and he's like letting him out. And he says, remember, if you do something, I will have to go kill that little boy. So he gives him the ultimatum and basically takes him to a car, makes him duck down so nobody can see him. Takes him to his house, like it's a really kind of nice apartment in Albuquerque. And makes him, helps him dispose of his cleaning lady's body because she found his money stash and he strangled her to death with a belt. So, so they they show this whole huge thing with that scene and then helping him put a camper on the El Camino to hide the body and then they go out in the desert, bury the body. And Jesse finds a gun and is acting like he's going to use it on Todd and Todd's just like, give me the gun. I was going to be nice to you. I was going to get a pizza and beer and all this stuff. And he's just like, what kind of pizza do you want? And he keeps asking him basically until Jesse gives him the gun. So then we go back to what's supposed to be the present, you know, more like 10 years ago. (laughs) And he's 10 years present, 10 years present. And he's going to Todd's house. He remembers where it was and where that stash was. And it's been raided from the cops. There's there's crime tape and all that stuff over it. Because, you know, the whole Nazi guys have been investigated and uh, have been searched and all that. And so he basically tears the apartment apart trying to find the money because he had moved it before he died. Is that about right? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I ran out of air too. He, um, um, yeah, he yeah. spends a lot of time going back and forth, and 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 there's the um, that old man that's all nosy. Oh, the nosy neighbor. Yeah. Uh there was something that caught his attention, though, wasn't there? Like he looked at the TV for some reason. Oh, because he saw someone else watching TV. From across. That's right. And it was his parents were on TV. Jesse's parents were on TV. Bingo. Um, on the news, they were saying, like, if you could say anything to your son, what were you saying? They were like, turn yourself in. <laughs> I would have been like, run! <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> which is a key, which is important because they're key players into what happens next after this. But... Let's go back to to the moment at hand because he's looking for this money, which is the reason yes. for it. He searched high and low. He remembered about the books are not there, so he's like, uh, Todd told him, I'm going to have to find a new place. Do you know any new place? And he was like, you know what? I got a new place. I know where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it. But exactly, he never told Jesse. Uh-uh. So now he's searching high and low. He's tearing that place even more apart and breaking down walls. He's looking. He's he's trying to find anything that's like hollow or or anything that sounds like it'll be like a location. And then he's just giving up. 
but then something triggered I forgot what it was triggered him to check the fridge he, he had given up and he was leaning sitting on the ground with his back to the refrigerator mm-hmm. and he was giving up and he'd hit his head on the refrigerator like ugh and then he heard something fall but you remember he had already checked the refrigerator and I guess the cops had already been there because the refrigerator was like basically empty mm-hmm. so he's like well that had to come from somewhere and he starts tearing the door apart to the refrigerator and that's where the stash of money was yes but he didn't get to finish though because then these guys come in who are cops and Jesse had to hide and not get spotted by them but this is what I don't get like I I understand like he probably had nowhere else to go but man he really didn't go far and hide very well but these guys come in they're cops and they get they um meet with the old man trying to tell him you know that they discuss with him blah blah whatever and then they send him his merry way they start searching the place even more and then one of the cops bumps into Jesse who holds a gun to him and tells him uh you know don't do anything crazy whatever I don't want to kill a I don't want to shoot a cop but I'll shoot a cop uh call your call your buddy your partner yeah your partner and tell him everything's all right blah blah and but what the cop does he goes like lieutenant come over here and that was already key to the other guy it's like oh something's going on you know I guess you know don't call me. he never calls me lieutenant but what we find out when those when the other guy comes over confronts Jesse Jesse holding the the cop quote-unquote hostage and whatnot and then he pretty much given an ultimatum he realized he can't do anything he can't shoot these guys it's pretty much the end of the road he gives himself up but then they reveal themselves they're not cops and they are there for the same reason that Jesse is is to find the money stashed left behind by Todd so lo and behold both of these guys are in the same same situation but as that old man comes around bothers them again one of them has to go uh, keep that guy busy, and while they're keeping busy, Jesse, oh smooth guy that he is, makes uh, you know works his magic and gets it so that guy helps. That he tells him, "I know where the money's at, and I'll tell you, but you can't do this or whatever that because he pretty much puts him in a predicament. Like if you shoot me, that bring the attention to you, and blah blah blah, right. and you won't get the money, blah. But if I help you find the money, then you can have the money. I just want." my cut or whatever and I'll be on my merry way I'll leave you alone blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so the guy agrees with him and that's what they do he gets the money out of the refrigerator shares the cut and then they go their, their merry way but the thing is that at the end when they get to their vehicles Jesse looks at homeboy's vehicle and realize that it's a steel company right right but before that Jesse went in half and the money about the about money about there was about a million dollars in the door and the guy's like, Oh, okay, that's great. That's there's about a million dollars. And Jesse's like, Well, I want half and the guy's like, No. He's like, Yeah, I'm taking half and the guy puts a gun to his head and he's like, You can fucking shoot me and that old man will come over here and you won't get anything. Mm-hmm. Or you can let me take my half and leave. And he's like, Fine. So he's giving him half, and then he ends up taking a, about a third of it, and the guy stops him. He's like, that's enough. That's all you get. He's like, okay. So he was like, it's a, it, it's a, it'll be an even three-way split. 
So, yeah. So then we leave and he notices the guy and his, uh, like, a welding company. Steal, save shit, whatever. Steal, whatever, yeah. (laughs) I ain't gotta be so freaking, like, you get the point. Danny gets the point. It's a welding company. I'm sorry. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I didn't know I was supposed to take notes while I was watching this. I was just enjoying it. I was just enjoying a very, like, the reason I like the movie is not just because of it's a Breaking Bad and it's a story, but the reason that Breaking Bad period is so good is because it's done so well. As a guy who's like a filmmaker, I see things aesthetically. The pacing, the shots, the acting. It's done very, very well. El El Camino, like, on its own, standalone, which pretty much can't be seen as a standalone because you got to know something about it. Yeah. But, but as a standalone, it is shot beautifully, you know, and, 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 and the, and the scene setups and, 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 uh, the pacing and, and, and the, over the edge of your seat moments is just the drama, the, the, the acting, the drama is, it's very well done. That's why I love it as a filmmaker from an aesthetic standpoint. Very well done. Very pretty. Yes, very pretty. They're beautiful shots, man. They're very beautiful shots. Um, yeah, I just had to jump in there because that really ties into something that happens later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he notices this guy and then the guy goes, I I was wondering when you were going to notice me or remember me. And so it kind of leaves open for what happens later. Which is my favorite. So, moment. as the movie's very like Tarantino esque and goes back and forth, <laughs> it um, goes back and uh, shows the flashback of him being the tether that he was in in the meth lab. That guy that basically he that gave him let him have a third of the money. He was the welder that made that where Jesse was stuck to, and the guy was like. Oh, it'll never break. So they're having Jesse run back and forth to make see if it'll break. On a bet, my dad. On a bet, yes. Yes, they were just having fun with him at that point. They were being dicks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I mean, no, um, I had nothing to put in there. I was just thinking about the mo- the, the scene, and yeah, they were they were being. They were being dicks. And you just, you just, once again, you just see the, the hell that Jesse has been put through, man. And he has no choice but to do it because the people that he loved were in danger. Yeah. And they basically broke him down to just nothing. I mean, he couldn't say or do anything. Mm. And there's, there's a scene when he was back at, uh, Skinny Pete's house where he's in the shower and he has to turn the shower off because he remembers the time when they were spraying him with like a, uh, like a, a fireman hose. Jim, those things hurt. I mean, so this guy's like totally fucking just broken. Once again, it's, it's just <clears throat> to what I said that this is just one character that just at first was, you know, all go all gun ho for 
for the lifestyle and the money and all that. But then... he, was this ha- he was like this happy-go-lucky kid, and he just got broken down to just this bitter, fucking angry adult that just had the his whole life shit on him. Mm-hmm. Just one after another, even though he tried to get out, he got manipulated by Walter White and got thrown back in and got in the middle. Of, he mostly got in the middle of all the situation just because of Walter White. And then even after the dude's death, he's still... <laughs> In the middle of some bullshit that he had to get himself out. But what I see is that at, at the end of this or throughout all this that you see how mature he has been. You know, like yeah. the this the Jesse before previous seasons wouldn't have survived so well through this as well as the Jesse now that's been through so much and had to deal with so much shit. Um, so he had some money, he has basically like a trash bag full of money, and he goes to, um, when he was at Skinny Pete and, uh, Badger's house, he had looked up something in the phone book and ripped out a page. You didn't get to see what it was, but you find out later after he has some money, he's looking at vacuum stores. So he's trying to find the disappear guy. He knew that he had a vacuum store. He didn't know which one it was. And he finds it by um, the van, the van that the disappear guy has. So that's how he found which vacuum store was his. I have a question, though. Did, did 10 years ago we not have Google? We did, but he's on the run. He didn't have a fucking smartphone. Oh, right. He only had burner phones. Um, yeah, they had given him a burner phone, but it, it wasn't like a smartphone. So, yeah, so he finds the um, disappear guy and he doesn't remember the password. So he's trying to convince him, like, I know who you are. You came before I didn't get in your car. I'm sorry. Help me, you know, kind of a thing. And the guy's playing hardball. The guy that was uh, played by Robert Forster. R.I.P. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> get out of my face. Get out of my store. I'm like, I know you. That's the van. And I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't do it that time. But I need it this time. He was like, <laughs> they finally just gave in. He's like, all right, well, you owe me. <laughs> yeah. He goes, this is what you owe me from last time. He had given him the amount that it was like $125,000 or $150,000 to be disappeared. And so he had taken out of the bag and goes, this is what you owe me from last time. He didn't get in the car. A deal's a deal. So you owe me another $150,000. He's like, okay. And he's like eight grand short. So then he uses the money that Skinny Pete and Badger had given him. And he's like $1,800 short. And the guy's like, can't help you. Deal's a deal. Sorry. And then he's... Jesse is, of course, frustrated. And the dude's like, I'm going to call the cops, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes and he makes a phone call. And then he puts the phone down, hangs up. And he's like, well, they're going to come on their way, so you better leave. And then Jesse's all like, you know what? No. You didn't call him because if you call them, then this, this, and that. And then you will say this because this, this. So Jesse is like, they're like, I got you, motherfucker. You didn't do that. You think you slick, but I know, <laughs> blah, blah. But while he's talking all this shit, that's when the car, the cops 
uh, pull up, which by the way, Danny ID there says in the chat that, uh, God love that response time. God, I, that was my favorite line on the whole movie. <laughs> he turns around and he's like, God love that response time. <laughs> That's when Jesse's like, oh shit. And he really does, uh, freaking bounce out of there. But when he, he gets... Fuck- and Liberty runs off, and the guy's like, don't forget your money. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to run back, grab the money, and then run away. But but the character, the laundry guy, no, the vacuum guy, sorry. The vacuum yeah. guy did, um, he did direct the cops to the opposite direction, though, so mm-hmm. that was nice. Yeah, he did help him out. Yeah, he was just, he was just doing his stuff for his own reasons and whatnot but when they got when jesse was outside in his car he called him up and he got he told him that you know he agreed that okay i'll get you your 1800 to get me out because that was his last last resort i mean that's his only freaking choice the best way to I mean, get out of there yeah basically he didn't know where to go he didn't have anybody helping him he wasn't connected to that world anymore mm-hmm. all he knew to, what to do is to go to f- find that guy and he would have put him somewhere so that was basically his main function it's like okay he escaped he got the money he went to the guy to try to get now he needs to get the rest of the money so instead of going back to like skinny pete in badger's house he goes to his parents house but before he does that he calls them and says can you come get me and he gives, like, a faraway place, like a lake somewhere. Which, if you've ever been to Albuquerque, there's no fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the middle of the desert. So she Dry he, as fuck. He sends them to another state? What's going on? He's, he sent them on a goose chase. So he basically knew that the house is going to be watched by the cops. So he had his parents leave so that the cops would follow them. And then the house would be open. So he, he breaks into their house. Not breaks in. He had it. He, he found the key. And goes to their safe. And there's no money. He's like, fuck, but there's two guns. There's like a a twenty two and then like a six-shooter revolver. Look, look like a, maybe like a thirty eight or something. And You know guns. So now he has two guns. He doesn't have the money. But now he's going to go to the welding guy's place and get the rest of the money. Now, do you think that was his objective to get money or was it to get those guns? I think it was to get money hmm. because his parents were, were loaded. I think because there's like this sign of like, fuck, you know, he if he went there obviously just to get the money, then he would have gotten 1800 given it to the guy, and he would have been gone. You don't want extra steps when, you know, you're trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. So that's why he really looked disappointed and mad when he found the guns and no money. He's like, fuck. So then he's kind of, like, left his own devices and got the idea, well, I'll just go back to the guy and be like, well, my third wasn't enough. I need more money. All I need is $1,800. So the guy's having like this I'm rich party now and he's got like hookers and they're doing cocaine. $750 and all... an hour. Big, big time, big time hoes. That's how much they pay for that shit. Even my rich, I would be <laughs> like, yo, what? No. <laughs> That's $750 an hour. Fuck that. How an many hour. Chicks, how many chicks were there? 
Um, I'm pretty sure three? it's per. No, or four. I think it was like maybe four or five. I think it was four because they all they were all sitting in the back seat. Seven fifty. It was four, but yeah, they were they were being really negligent with their money. They should have never gave that. <laughs> so <laughs> Jesse just walks in and after he he waits for the strippers to leave. So the guys are still there. They're doing like coke and stuff. As, as and, you know, as a party goes. Of course, that's what mm-hmm. you do. Yes. And they everybody just stops and they see Jesse standing in the door and he's he's like, "I come in peace." You know, I I don't I don't want any you know issues. All I need, you know, my my share wasn't enough. I need eighteen hundred dollars to get out of town. That's all I need. If you could help me out, you'll never see me again. And for a second, you think the guy's gonna do it. You're like, really? Like, and he he goes and shuts the door, and he's like, "Well, you came in here with like, like a twenty-two. Like, what did you think you were gonna do?" And he's like, "Well, it's not for this. I, you know, I don't come here to hurt anybody." And he's like, "Well, let's shoot. Let's have a shootout for it." And he's no, like, "My share you. is over on the file cabinet over there. If you win, you can have all of it." And he's like, like a shootout, like the Wild West. And he's like, yeah, my 45 against your 22. And they have a legit shootout. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, wah. That's why I say, <laughs> that's why I asked the question, like, did he go to the parents' house for the money or because he knew they had guns? Because this was <laughs> too, too well planned out. I mean, it didn't go like extremely well, but it went well planned out. I mean, I again, I don't think that was his natural intention to go to his parents' house. I think it was to get the money. Because if you watch that scene when he finds the guns, it's not like, oh, I found the guns. I'm here for what I came for. It's like, fuck. I'm not, the thing that I'm here for is not here, but here's this other shit. So now I've got to do something else. And then he just came up with that because it was pretty smart. Now he had the one gun on his waist that was. Seen the by everybody. 22. Yeah, the twenty-two on his waist. I was seen by everybody, so that's why he called him out on that. Like, oh, you just got that? Well, then I'll take a little of this. The little bitch gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The whole time, Jesse's hands in the pocket of his jacket. So when they have this Wild West shootout right here, well, it's not. It's not even a shootout. It's um standoff. Right. Yeah, they're about to they're about to draw their weapon on the count of, you know, three or whatever. And I, I love how everybody else, all the other guys in the room, they weren't like rooting them on. Like they were legit like hiding behind shit. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They, I mean, they had nothing to do with it. It was just those, just those two guys. The other guys were just in. Well, not I want to say innocent, but they were just there chilling. So the gun <laughs> in the ways was a distraction to make them feel like they had the upper hand when in reality Jesse had the other gun the revolver yes in his pocket and while they're there waiting and shit and he's about to draw whatever he just goes ahead and shoots through the 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 jacket jacket and then that guy's down then his partner who was already eyeing the uh, another gun on a holster by him on the coat rack right yeah yeah, he goes for that gun. So now there comes a shootout, and they're just shooting like crazy. Which, by the oh way, these guys are <laughs> these guys are the worst marksmen. Aim, 
like ever. They're just blah 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 blah. Like I swear I thought Jesse got shot, but he didn't. Like or did he? No, he didn't, no. right? He didn't get no. shot. Like the, he was facing a stormtrooper. Like that yeah. motherfucker had pew, 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 pew. bad aim. <laughs> it was a big ass shootout. No one was hitting anybody, but at the end, Jesse got homeboy in the fucking head. Deserved. Boom. Headshots. Well oh, it was amazing. I and love when, and then the other two guys. He's like, "You guys can go." And one guy turns around and goes, "Um." Do your own fire. <laughs> yeah. So where he had had the gun pointing out of his jacket and was shooting the revolver, it had caught on fire. So he's just been walking around on fire. It's fucking great. <laughs> and that was that's why that, that moment I say is my favorite moment, the whole thing, because one, I love westerns. So that became like a western moment, you know? It was the it's like the whole scene played out like a western and that was right. a saloon, you know? For sure. And Jesse walks into the saloon. Everybody stops, looks at him. They have this conversation. Everybody's cool about it. And everybody's being like mature and gentlemen. And they're fucking, you know, sizing each other's cocks. And then <sighs> finally there's this mano mano shootout. Hero has the upper hand. And then it's just fucking uh, just all out battle at the OK Corral kind of shit. Oh, it's beautiful. And it played out so well, so perfectly done. That to to what it kind of played out to what the genre. I wouldn't say like the whole thing was a genre, but if you think about it, the movie's called El Camino. And then it kind of played out like a Western kind of genre. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole dude on the run and blah, blah, blah. And the way it's shot, paced back and forth, the whole thing of redemption. And then you have this beautifully shot a well done little shootout that it kind of mimics how a Western is done. And that whole location is, you know, kind of like the saloon kind of thing. It's just what I saw from it and why I liked it a lot. Absolutely. Like even all the way up to the end, it feels like that. It feels like a Western, right? Like he goes and... off into the sunset kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. he won. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's totally like a modern Western. Um, especially with the pacing and the music and the cinematography and everything. If you just, if you did all of that same shit and put it on a set that was a Western set, I mean, you'd have a great fucking movie. I'm talking about, let's take this and let's just digitally make it a Western. (laughs) Just put a cowboy hat on Jesse Pinkman the whole way through, you know, Yeah. a poncho shit like that. You know, it's a rapper. <laughs> or let's just deep fake one of the old, uh, you know, um, Clint Eastwood movies and put Jesse's face in Clint Eastwood. Yeah, movies. that would be easier. <laughs> the same storyline. Uh, you just, you just made, you just made fun of my horse. My horse is kind of sensitive. I don't know if you guys ever seen a fistful of dollars, but it's one of my favorites. And it's been a long time. He literally goes up to these other guys just because they like taunted his horse and they shot at him. <laughs> his horse got scared, so he came up to us like, "You guys scared my horse. Oh, he's kind of sensitive." And they all like, blah, 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 blah. and then he just shoots them all down in one shot, each. Beautiful. Yes, spaghetti western. So, yes, I love westerns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so now he's got. Two shares of the money, at least. They don't say if he got the other guy's money, but basically it goes from... I mean, he had to have taken it. 
killed everybody. They don't, well, they didn't ever show it. All they showed was the that one bag of money. Yeah. So the plastic bag of money, that was all going to go to the disappear guy, the vacuum store guy, plus $1,800. So Jesse has a whole other bag full of money. So Rich. it basically jumps from there to in like a old U-Haul van Ugh. being driven into Alaska. I'm going to let you know that U-Haul doesn't do commercials because they use TV and movies as their advertisement. <laughs> that I, That's go. straight up what I heard from them. So that's why I was like, hey, why don't you guys have commercials? I already see commercials of all these other fucking movie them. companies. They're like, oh, no, we use we use uh, movies and TVs. It's true. I mean, you never see, like, a Hertz truck in a movie Mm-mm. early. But do you have Adele? Ha- I wish. Ha- I hope. We didn't lose people. <laughs> we had like three people. Are we back? Looks like we're back. Yeah, we should be back. <laughs> Let's we give everybody back. a minute to come back. Oh my god, I completely apologize. Um, my computer went haywire. <laughs> it decided. It decided. Fuck you guys. Uh, I'm gonna mess with you. I thought, like, the Matrix took over. Did you see a cat two times? <laughs> no, I did not. But when Deja Vu happens, I'm I'm aware. I'm like, whoa, they changed something. <laughs> something I always check the windows first. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Gotta make sure. I mean, if they close a the window right here in my room, that's pretty stupid. Because yeah, I'm not going to go out through that window. I'm on no, the third Jenny's floor. Back. So, all right. It's it's all right. I'm, I'm once again. I apologize. Uh, the theme went crazy. I feel bad for Hammer Venus, who's gonna have to. Fucking I'm not put doing shit. shit. I'm just. <laughs> I just give up. <laughs> Last time it took like 24 um, hours to fucking render everything. I'm gonna render everything until like old Zoom size. I mean, when you when I mean, just put the videos up as it is, because I already broke it down to like part two right now. Um, and then the audio, just I, I mean, I could take the audios of them and just put them together and then send it to you. I can do that too. Well, there you go. Just take the audio and put it together for the thing, and just leave the videos as they are. Because yeah, that'll be too much work. Oh, um, quick side note: while we're waiting for everybody to come back, the new season of Letterkenny came out Monday, I think. And it was all of it, all at once. So it's six episodes. You can watch it in a couple hours. But one of the best takeaways from it is they're all sitting around the table doing um, Christopher Walken impressions. So it made me think of you. Oh, well, then oh that's my God. all worth all my because time Even right Christopher there. Walken can do a good Christopher Walken because he does all right. <laughs> If there's anything I remember for that's, that's all you need. Even though I'm pretty sure there's other people could do. I that. totally don't want to spoil that show, but my favorite quote from the new season so far is, "Your mom's prego farts smell like hot dog water." That me that shit made me laugh for like five minutes. <laughs> that's nasty. Prego, prego farts. farts. Is that coming through the ass or the vagina? 
If you gotta ask, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. My <laughs> my experience with pregnant women no. is zero. Absolutely nil. Yes. I like to keep it that way. I don't know. We can be doing some freaky shit. I mean, I can do freaky shit. Not get pregnant. <laughs> Just pull out. But we're not here. We're, yeah, we're not here talking about my sex life now. That's next episode. That could be a whole, Yeah, that's a whole next episode. If you want to know how I do it, nice. No, <laughs> so, so yeah. So he escapes with the money. The disappear guy has him in a U-Haul truck. They drive up to Alaska. So you see them drive through the Canadian uh, U.S. border into Alaska, and it's, it's fucking gorgeous. Wait, why didn't why, why why didn't he just go to Canada instead? Um, because it's harder to get Canadian citizenship. Probably you could. Mm. With the new identity, once he had the new identity, maybe he could have then. But when you're so close to the border like that, they're going to check to see if you're a wanted person. So he had to cut through Canada still. Yeah, so they drove in an old U-Haul truck. And Jesse was stuck in the back in like a little bitty thing like this big. So that had to suck. I'm going to let you know from experience, being in the back of a U-Haul truck, on a trip is not exactly very comfortable. And I've done it because we've done it, of course. Like, we'll take a... (laughs) When we worked at U-Haul, we took a 10-foot truck, which is a real small one, right? The real small box truck. And we would take the motherfuckers and go places, you know? Like, I say the furthest we've gone is to uh, this arcade place that's... A journey, you know, it's like maybe an, less than an hour, but depending on traffic, could be like right. an hour journey, whatever. So, I wasn't back there, but LP had his friends back there <laughs> on the journey, and they just had to hold it down till we made it over there. But I've been on the truck for like shorter rides because when we worked at U-Haul, you know, we fucking use right. the equipment. For our own, whatever we needed. Like, if we needed to uh, get something or just needed, like, oh, we just need a car to get somewhere, we'll use a thing. Probably wasn't the right thing to do, but we're not the only ones who have done it. I'm pretty it's sure it's easier to rent a U haul than it is to rent a car. Yeah, we didn't rent right, them. We just took them Regardless, we most people <laughs> can get them for fucking yeah. next to nothing. Oh, yeah, you could rent. Like, the best thing to rent would be, like, the yeah. van or the pickups because those are beautiful. Those are fucking beautiful. I love them. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, not comfortable ride, uh, especially for that damn Here, long. We're gonna we're gonna Google this. Let's see how long the drive is from Albuquerque, from Albuquerque to, to Alaska. Alaska. That brings up my question: Like, how? What did he do for his job that he was like gonna be gone for a couple of fucking? Weeks, it's, it's a low key shop. You could just lock the fuck up and not be there. I mean, something like that's really not something that you're gonna be there a long time. I'm sure he didn't have a lot of clientele in the first place. Oh yeah, now thinking about it, he didn't have to worry. Yeah, about he money really either. doesn't. So he could just lock up whenever the fuck he wanted to. Oh my god! How did he so do that whole freaking trip, like Albuquerque 
to Yukon, Alaska, which it looks like that'd be about where they would come in to somewhere right there. Let me see. Let's see where the where the where the road goes. Regardless, right there on the border is fifty three hours of driving. What? Mostly through Canada. Look, look, man. I've done. I've done the most. <laughs> maybe six to eight hours of driving. I think. No, six had to be. Even to that, Minneapolis was six hours. Yeah, we, it's, it's it's slow pace. I mean, we want to do further, but that was our first road. The first road trip I I did with this chick was a six hour drive, and so no mama's way. I've done fifteen in one sitting it's from Texas to L.A. Fifteen in one sitting. Yeah, by myself. By yourself or with someone? Jeez. All by myself. I can't do it. Look, I... Getting out of work on like a Friday when I work early and getting hardly any sleep. Get out of work, driving home and the freaking rush hour traffic and I'm damn near almost falling asleep <laughs> on the wheel. Okay, so like... Don't be surprised if one day... You don't hear from me anymore because I fucking died. You've already been in one big car wreck. We don't need that to happen again. I don't need it to happen again either, but damn it. I can't I don't think I could drive like that long for that I took a, a nap somewhere in in Arizona and I then I, I kept driving. I thought you were gonna say like I took like some oh, no. pills or some shit. <laughs> keep me up all night. That Ooh. used to be a thing. You used to be able to get meth at their convenience store like that. And that shit would fucking make you wired. And then they... People misused it and they quit selling it. But yeah, I've done that before. I've driven to Dallas like that. <laughs> so yeah, so it has a happy ending. He gets away. He goes to Alaska. He has a new identity. And that's how they end up. That's it. Good night, everybody. Freaking Jesse Pinkman is... (laughs) Jesse Pinkman is finally free and happy and hopefully no other bullshit happens. He does send a letter to the kid, though. That was one thing. He gave gave it to the vacuum guy a letter to Brock. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they did something like that because the whole time I'm wondering where's Brock. Which that dude's probably like our age by now, so who knows? Yeah, <laughs> can't so show the kid. Can't show more, that kid for sure. We'll write him a letter <laughs> because continuity. But, um, yeah, and then there was a flashback with him and Jane back when she was still alive, and she's obviously older. <laughs> she looks and sounds much older. But um, yeah, it was a really good movie. We said the cinematography, the directing and writings is is really good. Even if you didn't think that it needed to be made, it's still a good watch. Danny Ad says that the letter to Brock actually has a whole letter and Vince Gilligan won't release it. That's kinda like the book um from Sons of Anarchy. 
he says the book actually exists and he won't release it until we've done like a prequel or something like that. But what if someone and passes fucked. away? <laughs> exactly. That's why we can't no, believe in things I want it for right later. now. Yes. But we've got at least one more season of Better Call Saul. So hopefully we'll have like a where those two meet. We'll have like a Better Call Saul Breaking Bad union. Cross. Yeah. Crossover. <laughs> Crossroads. But you brought up the question earlier before we got on air that the El Camino was only the car. There for a little bit. Yeah, because I they made the previews <laughs> at the movie make it seem like he had the car the whole time, and it's like the movie's called El Camino, but he really didn't have the car that long. <laughs> and you're like, oh, El Camino means mm-hmm. this. I was like, oh, that's smart, 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 smart. <laughs> I Tell forgot what already. the means. I mean, like freedom. Or... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, El Camino means like on the way or on the run or on the, the go. Fuck out. You know. Yeah. So, I also I also was like, well, what the hell? The car's not there anymore. Why is it still called El Camino? But then I was thinking like, oh right, he's Jesse Pinkman's El Camino to get the fuck. Alaska. Get the fuck out of dirty ass, hot, sweaty ass Albuquerque. The path. You see, Daniel D says the path. It all goes to me like Spanish interpretation is. Yeah, like, like his other show, The Path. That was a good show. It falls. It falls like something when they ask me, "What does this mean?" It's like, man, it's to me, it's like so many meanings. Like that's how I interpret it in my head. <laughs> I guess true i haven't seen the path i do like i do love aaron paul he's a great guy a great actor to me um one of my favorite things with him though besides playing jesse pinkman is um the movie adaptation of the game that was a good man that was really surprised it's like a a movie adaptation of a game it was really good it, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was like him playing a serious character. So if you like him playing those kind of roles, you would really like The Path. And there's only like three seasons of it, so you could get through it in like a weekend. Yeah. I locked myself <laughs> Turn away. Turn the phone off. <laughs> Everybody leave me alone. Like before, I used to get through like Marvel Netflix things on on a weekend. We're like, all right, this is coming out. Bam, leave me the fuck alone. I'm gonna watch all this shit. And, you would, and I would get. You would it. tweet the entire last, time. <laughs> it tweeted the entire shit and try not to spoil it. Um, what was, whatever the last thing I think it was Jessica Jones. That took me a while to freaking finish. I don't got that long. Right. But man, those were the days. Those were the days, and you knew where you were. <laughs> okay, let's not do that. I probably just blew like everybody's ear, which all my eardrums popped. I'm sorry. I apologize. Pero, where was I talking? Where was I? The path. El Camino. 
the path right i want to check that out i always did want to check it out because he was in it and like i said i do like him and he killed it in need for speed like the story in that that movie like i was there i was with it i was like yo fuck <laughs> that guy we gotta avenge this blah blah like it was good you know and people are harsh on anything that's adapted from something and you know me everything. i like everything except for seinfeld i have i don't like seinfeld and I don't like him generally. Like the Who, guy Seinfeld? Himself. Seinfeld's yeah. kind of meh. But I like Larry David. I'm a fan of Larry David's writing and him as a person. Mm-hmm. Because Kirby Enthusiasm is fucking genius. Even if you don't like Seinfeld, you'd probably like Kirby Enthusiasm. Because it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that I could... Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've seen clips and whatever, stuff like that. Like, him, yeah, I can get. It's just the, the Seinfeld thing was like... I don't know. I just didn't get it sometimes. Like, I did watch the finale of that shit, and there was sometimes when I giggled or whatever, but I didn't get it. And then Jerry Seinfeld, I just feel like he's... I'm probably going to get killed for this, but I just feel like he's killing himself. Yeah, I get that too. Especially with his show, the comedians in cars getting coffee. It's always like... (laughs) That's my my impression of Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how he sounds to me too. <laughs> he's 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 full of himself. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck that guy. He's just making money off of Seinfeld for the rest of his life. So does Larry David. <laughs> he wrote it. It's true. But he's but at least yeah. he did other stuff. You know what I'm saying? He did yeah. Kirby Enthusiasm, yeah, he's done right? Movies and stuff. What has Seinfeld That's done? In Netflix show. <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep up with him. And that was like after that was like after forever. I, that guy hasn't done like. He doesn't have to work. That's the great thing anything. about being Jerry Seinfeld. Is you're rich for the rest of your fucking life. That guy's made like billions of dollars. But wouldn't he like to do something besides be a dick? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, man. I don't know. You know, I I think I think about things like Keanu Reeves. It's like I love making movies. You know. <laughs> well, not everybody does. I, I mean, look how many times like. Daniel Day-Lewis retired and they'd have to bring him back for a movie and he'd be like, ugh, I'm retired. I'm going to make wine. I'll, I'll be more I'll be more impressed when they get Sean Connery <laughs> out of retirement. And many have tried. Nope. Um, many have tried. Fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, he was like, that. I'm never doing shit after that. Everyone. Except for, he did a voiceover in a cartoon. But that was about it. Oh, well... Uh, book Aaron Paul into more things. Put Aaron Paul in a DC. Or he was a in um, BoJack Horseman, and he's great on that show too. That's true. He did mention that. But yeah, if you haven't seen The Path, definitely watch it. It's really good. It's about a. It's about cults. <laughs> it's about a cult, which is of great. Course. But of course, even though it got canceled, it, it it had a good ending. They did wrap it up pretty well. Okay, well, as long yeah, as they wrapped they don't it up, like, that's It didn't leave like, them like a cliffhanger or anything like that. They're just like, it just kind of fades out. That's all I hate. If something ends in a cliffhanger. I, I got into that show. <sighs> Fuck. It's the one with Drew Barrymore and... and oh, uh, the Santa Clarita Diet. It ended on such yes, a fucking cliffhanger. Like, I got into it when the third season dropped, and it was like, all right, let's finally watch this. And then I watched it, and I was like, this is ever. the greatest show ever. And then it's, and then I finished it, and then, like, soon enough, 
canceled. I'm like, why you do this to me? And they're and they're still like promoting why? it and shit. Like it's like, why are you promoting it if you cancel that? <laughs> Stupid fuck. Exactly. At least do a movie to fucking wrap it up because what you did. No, it's not, not fair. Especially how that oh, last no. season ended. It, it, it obviously ended. To be picked up for another season. And Netflix is just like, nope, we're gonna make stupid shit, nobody watches. Yeah, so so take a book from the freaking El Camino and and not even El Camino, also Sense mm-hmm. Eight. Make a movie to the finish pre- the fucking series. Um, the That's Pretender did that too. They made two movies. Of the Pretender. Holy shit. And the book. I think they've made a couple books. So the Pretender storyline is technically still going even though the show got canceled in like 2001 something like that you know that's crazy because <laughs> pretend it's one of those shows like <laughs> this was a thing you know it's so great yeah <laughs> like burn notice like, who the fuck watched burn notice i watched the pretender exactly. i have all the seasons and the movies on dvd now what did he everything pretend? like that he was like this genius that was kept in this lab to do like thought experiments and stuff for like government agencies and he finally as an adult he got out and he could basically like blend in and pretend to be anybody or like anything like he read like all the medical books and he boom he's a doctor he could read books on like flight now he's now he knows how to fly planes so he i thought for a second you were gonna say like he's he's a genie. He's a genie. I was like, what? How, how come I didn't see <laughs> this? this lamp. It was a great show. And where's huh? that guy? Who knows? He hasn't now? really done. He did the same thing like Seinfeld. He he did like a couple little things, and then he never really did shit much else after that. Michael something. I don't remember his name. Good no show. Pretender. Well, you know, that thing that I didn't even know had a big freaking following got <laughs> like done. two movies, you said, and felt like that. So give me, give me fucking a finish to Santa Clarita Diet. Like they just gave us to Breaking Bad, even though Breaking Bad already had a finish, but this was like a necessary, like needed finish. It was like putting a and comforter you know on the bed. Go way. Like, ah. Yeah. And you know what? Go like way, way back in. And give me a fucking conclusion to yes. that is more. F- <laughs> oh my god! The Thank you, you for guys saying that. I don't like to bring it up because every time I think about it, it just really no. pisses me off. Then there's gonna Our be finish. all the the Firefly people, and ooh, well, well that gotta finish though. Even the movie is kind of open ended. Yeah, but it kind of finished. I something. guess. But people wanted more like season. Okay. They didn't want a movie. They wanted like more Firefly. Yeah. There's <laughs> two. Yeah, they're old as shit and fat. We all get old and fat. We all do. Yeah. I'm old and fat. Mm. So what was your story? What would happen on Damn Twitter? It. Oh. <laughs> Go from. El Camino to yes. my El Camino. Jesus Christ. There was no El, Cam- El Camino in it other than like getting the fuck there away from the situation pretty much. Um, all right. So this happened to me. Okay. Um, I pretty much had a moment of cyberbullying. 
you know, like, like it was like to like an extreme and it was just like in the course of like maybe four or five hours. It was, it was like overnight. It was on a Thursday. That's what it was. It was last Thursday. I had to be up Friday morning for work. So before I went to bed, I tweeted something directly at fucking Chris Jericho because the day before he was on, you know, freaking AEW, which is the organization he's in. It's all new and everybody's all sucking the dick and riding the dick of that show and shit like that, saying it's better than WWE, blah, blah, blah. I have nothing. I'm not saying anything like it's like too up there. I'm just saying like, you know, people are just jumping on it because it's different. And I understand that it's different, it's new, it's better, and it's a little bit better. Yes. But anyways, this guy is like the flagship of that shit. So he made his little little stable, which is what they call it when you have a group of wrestlers all together, blah, blah, blah. And they're all heels, which is what you call when you're bad guys. So there's two guys in this group that are Puerto Rican. Me, Puerto Rican, and proud of this, okay? Very proud. So he's introducing them. He's like, yeah, this guy right here, blah, blah, and this guy, da, 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 da. And that's why they're on my list. And I'm proud, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, Viva la raza, right? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was taken back. I was like, whoa, that's a Mexican saying, not a Puerto Rican saying. Right, what the hell is going on here? Yes. So I was all like, I felt a little bit disrespected, a little bit disrespected. But then I didn't, I, I, I didn't remember the fact that that day was also Eddie Guerrero's birthday. So then I understood. Okay, so he did a call out. He did a call out to Eddie Guerrero on his birthday. That would have been his 52nd birthday. So Jericho replies back to me. He calls me a jackass and to do my research and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he replied back to me. He called me a jackass. So I just took that. I was like, hey, you know, whatever. I got treated by him and I understood. And I was like, okay, well, you know, my bad. But then his followers, it was just like, replying, replying back, replying back to me. And they were like, oh, you're a dumbass. You bad. It was fucking Eddie Guerrero, blah, blah. You should kill yourself, blah, blah. Like, dude, like when I woke up, it was just a flood of tweets. I was like, whoa, like a couple of them. I was like, all right, all right, I get it. And that's why I made those replies. But there were only a few that was like, hey, man, it was for like Eddie Guerrero, you know, and I understand where you're coming from, but no, no, don't take it like this, blah, blah. So they replied to me in respect and kindly. And I was like, okay, man, thank you for replying to me like that. But everybody else was just like, you know, fuck you, go suck a dick, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude, shit. I'm, I was fucking pissed off. And I usually don't like to delete my tweets because I don't feel like I should like go back of what I said unless I'm like very, very like, it's like fucking something like, like what was right? <laughs> <laughs> that woman just needs to just stop talking period. So I didn't want to do that because I don't regret what I said. I, I took on, I, I own the fact that, okay, I, I understand I was a little bit wrong and I should have took that into consideration and known about that and stuff like that. But I still feel like he could have done it some other kind of way. Because I just feel like I'm very prideful and I just want to be represented very well. And yeah, properly. And I just felt like that was a little like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm sure they didn't mind it because, you know, I love Eddie Guerrero like crazy. When he died, that affected me. Like, I lost a family member. Like, I cried. I have some DVDs of him. I have DVDs of Eddie Guerrero that are like documentaries. They're two WWE documentaries of Eddie Guerrero. Never opened them. Never watched them. Cause I can't, I don't think I could like anything about Eddie Guerrero. I'll just break down. Like I, I'll cry. Like yeah. I lost my father or something, you know, it's like, it's impactful. 
And I didn't even know how much of an impact that man made into my life until after he passed away that I realized like, dude, this guy really made it. I have a figure of his that I didn't even open. And I opened all the wrestling figures. Like there's a, he's, he's, he's important. And I understand, you know, but even in that sense, I felt like you use that phrase at a time that I don't feel like you should have used it because I want to be represented by my own people. And this is something that just been built up from me for like years and years. Like Mexican culture has a lot of great things, you know, and and Mexicans, Mexican Americans get represented like crazy. They'll have Day of the Dead. They have freaking movies like Coco. You know, that they have an entire state called New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, they have a state called New Mexico. Spanish television here, especially. There's there's no representation for Puerto Ricans. There's only there's it's all like Mexican TV. Like everybody on there is mostly Mexican. Everything they're talking about is Mexican. And they Mexican neighborhoods. This and this and that. Even my mom's like, uh, you know, it's like, what about us? It, it's true. There's hardly any representation for us. It's just Mexican, but they put it as Latinx, where it's just like, okay, just Latinos in general. You know, and I understand we love to be all in one freaking melting pot, but we also like to be represented individually. That's all I'm saying. So when he did that, I felt a little bit offended. And then when I, you know, called him out on it or or like at least had his attention in it and then he came back at me, I was fine. I was like, oh, shit, he called me a jackass. That's an honor. But this his 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 following his and, 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 and his fans and these wrestling Twitter just like came all at me and they literally like made me feel like shit. I was like, holy step. Like, I don't want to take back what I said. I stand behind it. I, I'll, 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 I'll take the L. I fucked up. Uh, I should have realized that it was Eddie Guerrero's birthday. I'm sorry. But even with that, I felt like he could have like gave honor to him a different kind of way. But I didn't need you guys to come at me like I'm the scum of the earth or like I'm fucking Donald Trump, you know, like it was That's how horrible. just people are nowadays. There's instead of like taking you aside, like sending you like a private message from like, like some people did, obviously. They told you this is what it was for, blah, 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 and been constructive criticism. But pe most people aren't like that anymore. Mm -hmm. But most people want to tear you down and call you a dumb fuck and and be word police and that I don't it's never okay to do that it, it isn't and a part of me is kind of like really pissed off at Y2J but you know it's, that's who he is whatever stuff like that it just happened it's funny moment so now when I told like LP about it he laughed but he also agreed with me too. It's like, look, I understand what you mean because we want to be represented. Like, into the Spider Verse was great because it represented us as well, you know. And not rep it didn't represent just African Americans. It represented right. Puerto Ricans. It was the same kind of shit, you know. It was like both there in the melting pot because that's what we are. Um, so now we joke like, <laughs> like we should have like. Like Jericho with a Puerto Rican flag, and then it says "Viva la Raza" or something, you know, it's something all mixed. like that. Yeah, it was just it was just a moment like I had never experienced that before, and you know I experienced trolling 
before with my way entertainment and they'll attack me and i'll be like yeah man it's cool it's whatever stuff like that but you attack my friends and i'll get like really defensive but this was like a really hardcore attack on me and then lp was like you see that that's what i went through when i oh wow i felt attacked yeah that was just like everybody calling oh you're fat or who's this guy's not funny or this is sony's replacement and it's like yeah like i get it you know like i understand i'm not gonna let it fuck me up like crazy but it was a bitch and i feel bad for this kid who went through that and that's why he's not so involved in like the right. online kind of community kind of shit like that because it's still kind of buck he still has that bottle inside like you know low key you motherfuckers attacked me so why should i give you so much of my time and shit sure but yeah you know Y2J called me a jackass and then everybody fucking attacked me and said that, you know, I'm a dumbass and I should put my pride to the side. And it was all for Eddie Guerrero and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, my you bad. Up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that whole thing um, reminds me of a, a quote from the Dalai Lama. Um uh, says, we should not seek revenge on those who have committed crimes against us or reply to their crimes with other crimes. We should reflect that by the law of karma, they are in danger of lowly and miserable lives to come and that our duty to them as to every being is to help them rise towards nirvana rather than to let them sink lower to lower levels of rebirth. So basically don't be a dick. So... So is that not you, the the fucking (laughs) shit bomb that you got after that? Those people need to chill. And and that's that's not just you. That happens all the time. You can't say shit on the internet or anywhere in public without being just shit on. People just bombard you like this fucking word police thing that people do. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Like I came at him, and then he came at me. But then yeah, it should have been it. Him. Oh my bad. Everybody <laughs> came <that>. at me. <laughs> so now I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. Next time I talk shit about him, I won't uh-uh. fucking at him. Cause he'll call you out. Beckham. Little ass. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I just want re- better representation. I mean, it's not so much to ask. I just felt kind of hurt. It's like, blah, 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 blah. And then, Viva Rasa. I don't like, we're not Mexicans. But then I get yeah. it. it was Eddie and not all Irish all people right. are alcoholics. I get it. I don't like yeah, being you know? misinterpreted or not represented properly either. It, 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 it It's something that we deal with at work too because there are Mexicans who work there. But then they just classify us too. Oh, blah, 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 Mexican or what? You like tacos or blah, blah. And then we're always like, we're not fucking Mexican. We're Puerto Rican. <laughs> God damn it. Or they think uh, LP's white. And he's like, I'm not white. Puerto Rican. Well, you act white. That's such a stupid like, thing. Okay. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. You go into Europe, that means something, something totally different. It's funny because that was coming from a black girl. But if you told a black person you act white, like how would they react? Exactly. So think about the same thing that happened to us, too. 
Deb could be like a whole episode right there about being racially stereotyped by the color of your skin. That's ridiculous. Fucking Turkish people look white. They're not white. White is not a race. Race is a, you know, white is a color. Black is a color. Brown is a color. Those aren't races. If you want to boil it down, you're, you're talking more about nationalities and ethnics than anything. People need to fucking pull their head out of their ass. You've got people... And then you've got people of certain religions, ethnicities, nationalities. Stop trying to group everybody into, oh, you're all Mexicans. All white people are white. All black people are black. All Asians are Asians. It's, no, you've got Koreans, Chinese, Japanese, you know, Vietnamese. It, it's crazy. And and Yeah, go ahead. Try to call Korean or Japanese and don't whipped. be offended like crazy. Yep. 16-bit kaiju says, being black, I've almost always got the whole you sound white just because I speak with common sense and use verbs and adjectives. Yeah, you can't sound, you can't speak speak properly. Because you sound right? Oh, no, you speak white. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It is. That's why I hate, like, census things or, like, job applications and shit where there's, like, that little box where it says... What is your race? And it just says black, white, Latino, or other. I'm like, what? So I always pick the one that says two or more, (laughs) unless it lets you write it in, and then I'll put Irish. Otherwise, I'll check two or more to signify that I'm I'm Irish and Scottish, which is basically just Irish. Um, because I don't, I'm not going to represent a color. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm going to represent my ethnicity where we're from, you know, which is what everybody wants. That's what you want. That's what LP wants. That's what everybody wants. To lump people by color is fucking retarded. I hate that shit. And I'm not saying like, dude, I'm not going out there and just waving the Puerto Rican flag, which is what I feel like I should be doing, just so people know that I am Puerto Rican. They probably, that most people think now is either Mexican or Middle Eastern. And I'm like, no, I'm freaking Puerto Rican. And um, these these wrestlers, though, they do wave the flag like crazy. And I'm proud of that, you know? No like, shit. When your beard was, like, down to your chest, you did look Middle Eastern as fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm, I I think I have moments at work where there was these other Middle Eastern guys working for other companies. And they'll see me driving around. <laughs> give me, like, respect and shit like that. Like, they thought I was one of them. I think one of them even, like, says something to me in their language. Uh-huh. As, like, a high or, or, or some part of the religion. I'm just like, mm, okay. That's all you need. So I'm like, um. I just want to be represented, man. I want something to to show our our culture, our people, and I want something as as great and 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 beautiful as something done like Coco or right. Coco Life. You know, those are all based on Mexican American. Um, culture and I want something like that and and then when when I was told about a Marvel comic that was just a one shot from Fantastic Four involving a Puerto Rican uh, a superhero called El Vejigante who it it is something from Puerto Rican culture the Vejigante which is just this like mask with these horns all over the place and it's part of our culture I was like this is the coolest fucking shit ever why hasn't this been explored more why hasn't this been like something 
I, I, I love the representation. I loved how the hero looked, and, and it was part of a culture. The story was great about this guy who who was in, in the kind of army at one point, but something happened. I forgot what. And then I think he died, but then he made a deal with the Vejigante, which I forgot what the Vejigante is. I'm sorry. Like, I, mean, I should know my own fucking culture. But it's kind of like a ghost writer kind of shit where he made a deal with him and that ghost is with him, and now he protects the island, and he can't leave yeah. the island. He's just the protector of Puerto Rico. He's just there and he deals with everything. And apparently, he's super strong and <laughs> can face through things. I don't know. It's all done in this one shot. So, you know, everything about him is just in this one comic book. It doesn't delve any deeper because it never came out again. He never got mentioned. He never got nothing. Now we have America, who is a Puerto Rican hero and she is a lesbian as well and that's a great representation right there sally though when she got her own comic they fucked it all up it was too like what can i say liberal of course i guess or or something it was it, they, they 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 went to a lesbian to write the story and then she put too much of her calls into it and it was just like all wacky and all out of the place you know like it was really like really wacky that to a point that a lot of people were like what the fuck but it's funny because an ex of mine that i bumped into she was all like hey did you read america blah blah because she saw this is when i just got these tattoos and she was like oh you like you like comments like yeah i collect comments a lot it's like oh did you read the new america i'm like no i haven't I got the first issue but you know i want to read it because like, oh man it's fantastic i bought two and then i shared one you know i have one for my daughter and blah 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 now she's lesbian so she loved the fuck out of this fucking comic and i was like oh shit so this must be cool but when i read it i was like what the fuck is this they destroyed this character and then I looked online and a lot of people were feeling the same way. It's like someone who was part of a big group of ultimates or whatever, I forgot what they're called, was done very well. But then when they were put the solo, she was destroyed. And that pissed me off. <laughs> Is those kind of rants. But anyways, that representation. That's all I want. You know? And they don't go any further. America probably go. America has gone further, but I still feel like that one Vejigante thing from that one Fantastic Four shot should have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up, B. <laughs> That's what you're looking for the whole time. <laughs> oh man, stop calling me Mister. Shut up, Bato. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> or Middle Eastern as well. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, we're going to be. Mm-hmm trying to stick more to the topic and stuff like that so we're not going to run as long as we normally do um but as always if you guys have any questions or comments suggestions anything go ahead and email us at ask at machineroompodcast.com you can find all our links at machineroompodcast.com and you can listen to us after either on youtube or google apple podcasts or spotify So check us out. Um, See you next week back here on Twitch. If not, then we'll see you when we see you. There you go. She does great with the plug-in. I'm just like, go here and do that. But it was great being here again. 12th show. 
We talked El Camino and ranted as always. I hope you guys join us again for the 13th. Ooh. 13th. 13. What will we talk about then? Spooky Ooh. shit for Halloween. I think we have to wait for or it's like Halloween next right week. There. It's not Halloween. I see. No, it's not. We still got two more episodes to the yes, Halloween episode, and it'll actually be on Halloween, so it'll be awesome. Yeah, that's right. We dress we'll up. We'll see. I only have like kinky costumes. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. We're good. I got all these masks and helmets and shit, so I'll just be here, and you just hear me like, yeah, and then like I'll, you know, earn all. There you go. But <laughs> otherwise, have a great night, everybody. Uh, check us out again. Always here at twitch.tv machine room podcast. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Good night. Hasta la vista.